We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast, the Super Bowl week edition of the Pack a Day podcast. The Packers are sadly not in. I am one of your hosts, Dusty Evely. With me tonight is Sarah Kelleher again. No, Steve. Uh, he'll be back at some point. Is is what the little birdies are telling me. But for now, he is off tonight. But I'm here with Sarah. Sarah again. No Packers, but we do have a Super Bowl to look forward to. How are you tonight, and how much are you looking forward to, I guess, the Super Bowl, but also sad about this being the last game of the season? Yeah, it's bittersweet. Um, it's kind of like the holiday season. You're so excited that it's the holidays, and there's lights and cookies and food and fun times, and then it comes and goes, and you're like, oh, it's, it's all over, and now I'm sad and just counting down the days till it's back next year. Um but, you know, this is always just a fun week in general with the media and, you know, what's shared and what we learn about the, the teams. And, you know, this year it seemed like they were doing a little more to get the teams kind of pinned up against each other, have a little competitive fire at media day, which was interesting. Um, but it's a Super Bowl. You can't be upset that it's the Super Bowl. Um, and then I'll wait to be sad until it's officially over. Yeah, I don't recall, I don't pay a ton of attention to media days, and so maybe this is on me, but I don't recall in the past them having like both quarterbacks up on stage at the same time for some kind of event. And it was just, it seemed very, yeah, kind of like head to head. Usually everyone's kind of sequestered. You've got their little media availability at your own individual things, which they still did, but I don't recall them having like them smashed together like that. It was kind of a weird feel to it. Yeah, it felt like a fight. Where they have the yeah. fighters go like up a way in or something, and they, yeah, and that the way in, and the, you know, for the cameras, they get in each other's spaces. Obviously, they weren't doing that, but I. It was the same vibe. That's a, that's I had not thought about that. That's exactly what yeah. Yeah. I, I saw. You know, TikToks and videos of it. I'm like, when did this happen? I I went to work one day, and then Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy are just on stage, ready to fight, ready to tussle. Um, <laughs> Got their fists up in front yeah. of them. Uh, you had an inebriated Kyle Shanahan give an interview. Like the, ga- the gang was all here, man. The gang was all here. Um, 
All right. Well, we do have a couple of Packers news and notes. We I believe this was covered. I'm not sure if it was covered yesterday or not, but uh, or I guess uh, it would have been on, on Monday. The Packers hired uh, Anthony Campanile from the Dolphins. He was the linebackers coach and defensive run game coordinator in Miami. Uh, if you have not, uh, there is a clip floating around of him in the linebacker room from the in-season hard knocks this past season. You know, make sure you're not watching it at work with the speaker on full blast, uh, but you should watch that. It gets you ready to run through a brick wall. So that was a lot of fun. Um, the corresponding move, of course, and the, the whole like put one of ours in the hospital, put one of yours in the morgue. The Dolphins turn around and said, we'll do the exact same thing. And they hired Joe Barry to the exact same role. The Dolphins today or yesterday was listening to this, hired Joe Barry as linebackers coach, defensive run game coordinator, which, listen, high comedy high comedy with what we know of Joe Barry hiring him as the defensive run game coordinator role. But Sarah, what were your thoughts on this little, as you called it before we started recording this little switcheroo, this little switcheroo, Uh, you know, an eye for an eye, Uh, you're (laughs) just going to trade here and have some fun with it. But no, this was um, for the Packers, you know, I'm not going to speak for the dolphins. Joe Barry is in the past now for green Bay. So we're focused on the future. Um, But this, this seems like a good move. Um, like you said, Dusty, the clip from Hard Knocks, electric. Um, and, and I've been saying all year and for weeks, especially, you know, discussing Barry and, and what needed to happen there and then the aftermath of what happened, that I just really want this defense to be relentless. I want them to go out there, have just this fire in them and this fight and feistiness. And it seems like um, – he's going to get it done that he's bringing that energy to the locker room. And, and that's what I want to see. So I'm all for it. You know, you know, I'm not up here celebrating, Oh, the Packers hired a position coach because it's only as exciting as it is, but um, seems like a good move. Yeah. I will say too. I mean, with, with Halfley, I've heard a bunch of Halfley interviews and he preaches aggression. I've sat through his coaching or I've watched his coaching clinics. Uh, he preaches aggression at all levels, but he does, he is not, in those interviews, he does not come across as the most aggressive man. Part of that is you're sitting down interviews or you're talking to coaches and all that. There's an intensity to him, but not like aggression to him. There's an aggression to Campanile that was like this. Okay, if this he's building out a staff with guys like this and he's preaching that, like this is certainly does feel like it's going to be a more attacking defense, which I think we'll get to in a little bit. So that was again with you. I'm I'm not going to be like, oh the linebackers coach. I'm not going to get super hype, but it does seem like that is a bringing in a guy of a certain mindset. A guy yeah. that he that he knows, so I, I kind of like that. That kind of backing up what we hope this defense was going to look like. I mean, it's like um, the CEO and COO mm-hmm. relationship or CFO. You know, the CEO is kind of the face of the company. Not kind of, they are the face of the company. They go out, they do the interviews. They're they're very diplomatic about everything they do. But then the other executives on their board or their directors, they're the guys that are. <laughs> um, yeah that are getting down to business that are, you know, making shit happen for a lack of better terms. And that just kind of seems like what this relationship may be. Yeah. Yeah. 100% right there with you. Um, that's, that's all we got for Packers news uh, because, you know, technically the off season right now, I'm sure it'll be more popping up and nothing right now. So we do want to take a second before we get to the questions and just talk about the Super Bowl. We've got three questions we're going to run through for the Super Bowl this week. Again, I'm, I'm excited about it. I know I've heard some people I've talked to have been kind of not super excited about it just because what's a repeat of one from a few years ago, both these teams are fun and flawed. So I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, so Sarah, we'll do three questions. Question number one, who do you want to win this game? 
I want the Chiefs to win. Um, I I just don't like the 49ers, and yeah. I don't know if that's me being petty, maybe a little bit, but something about them, they, they just annoy me. And sorry to my friend Mitch um, because he's a big 49ers fan, but we're respectful to each other. We, we talk minimal trash, but um, I don't know. I just I don't love the 49ers. The, just their whole vibe, never been a fan of it. Doesn't help that they – beat the Packers in the playoffs in what seems like every single year. Um, so I just, I don't want to see them win. It's more of that. Um, yep. The Chiefs are already building a dynasty. So it's kind of like, just let that continue. <laughs> and <flow>. don't let the <laughs> 49ers, I just really don't want to see pictures of them at the parade. And uh, I just, no, I don't want it. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I know, that, again, there's kind of this, the Chiefs won last year. Uh, I was talking to my niece, actually, and she was like, well, the Chiefs won last year. And I was like, well, yeah, that's fine. I'll let them win again. I don't, what do I care? Yeah, like, I like watching. I've seen Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey yeah. on top of a double-decker bus shooting champagne into the crowd. So why not run it back again? I don't want to see George Kittle and Brock Purdy and all of them yeah. do that. Yeah, no, no that, that's exactly where I'm at. And part, I mean, I like Patrick Mahomes. I enjoy watching Back to my home's play. He seems like a good dude. I like that team in general. I've always loved Andy Reid. And so I will kind of, I, I tend to root for the chiefs a little bit more. I think the most people anyway, and then yeah, stack that up against, I don't want to see the 49ers win under any circumstances. Absolutely not. So yeah, I'm going chiefs. Uh, Sarah, who do you think will win? I think the chiefs are going to win. Um, seems like the chiefs are just peaking at the right time. Um, you know, they've had, issues all year it seems like we saw them very clearly against the Packers um but they are getting it together right when it matters you know they got in the playoffs the big thing this year was always oh, Patrick Mahomes gonna be able to play on the road clearly he can make that happen <laughs> um their defense has been has been phenomenal all year and their offense is where the problems were at and it seems like the last few weeks that they're starting to get it together Travis Kelsey has been playing unbelievable the last couple yeah. of games uh, you know, Pacheco is running like he's pissed at the ground and it's working. Um, and then, you know, you had MVS come up the last week with a huge catch to seal the game. And I think he's building confidence. They've got, you know, young rookie receiver and Rashid Rice. So it, it just seems like they're peaking at the right time. I think it'll be a, a good, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. Uh, but I just think the Chiefs are, they're too, and Patrick Mahomes, he's just too calm under this sort of pressure. Um, Andy Reid, you know, he's kind of like, I've been here, done that. Let's just do it again. Let's just get the job done. And yeah. I, have you know, I, I I'm not going to doubt Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I just feel like bad things will happen if I look the other way. Yeah. I'm going chiefs as well. I think the, the chiefs have been leaning a little bit more into some of their run game stuff. They've got a very good run game, especially, if, uh, you know, with Pacheco, that offensive line, they've been getting better as the season's gone on. And, and they've been a little more willing over the past couple of years, really to not make Mahomes go into Superman mode all the time and drop back the pass 50 times. They don't have to. So I think they can get after the 49ers a little bit in the run game. And then the biggest thing, and this was something that should have had the Packers beat the 49ers. And I've been saying this entire run, Purdy's going to give you two or three, especially with the pressure that they create up front. He's going to give you two or three. They didn't hang on to him. And this defense has been, like you said, they're very good. Purdy will give you more than two or three if you confuse him, which is where this team thrives right now. This defense is thriving on confusion and pressure. So I think they get their hands on a couple. I think they come down with at least one interception, and I think that could be the difference here. So I'm looking – again, I want the Chiefs to win. I think they will win. Um, I think it, I just want a fun game. Uh, and then with that being said, Sarah, what is the what's your final score prediction? Yeah, this is tough. I'm going 27-21. 
I think it's a close game. I think both defenses are going to play really well um, and that it, it, they're going to kind of jog into it. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a slow start, might be a little sloppy at first. And then I just see, you know, late third quarter Chiefs kind of start to take over 49ers put up a fight, but it's just a little too late. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 31, 17. I think it's, I think it's closer than that for most of the game, but I'm, I think a fourth quarter Purdy interception is kind of what, what swings it. Maybe, maybe gives the chiefs a short field with, you know, less than seven minutes left and gives them a chance to kind of put that away and push that score a little higher than it looks. So that would be mine. Um, Sarah, that's all we got. Uh, but as always, we ask for questions because <laughs> we don't know what to talk about. And as always, you all delivered. So thank you for that. So Sarah, what do we get for questions this week? Yep. So our first question um, is if you could choose one player from a breakout season, who would it be? And if you could choose a food for a breakout or comeback season, what would it be? Um, and this is from Rolf. And they said, personally, I feel like grilled cheese is due for a revival, which I can get behind that. Uh, I, grilled cheese is extremely underrated. So, Dusty, what do you think about this? One player for breakout season. What I had written down was Tucker Craft because I think – he he is he is in line for one. What he showed down the back half of the season, but who I really want, if I could choose one player for a breakup, I think if if Tucker Craft is what he showed during the last half of the season, that's fine. That's a good player. That's a great player. I need someone on defense. I need someone that's not currently technically on the team. I guess I'm gonna go Darnell Savage. They need someone that's gonna be able to roam that backside single high safety. If they bring back Savage on a one year prove it deal and say you're a dude. You're back there. You read, react. You close fast. You're playing single high. Use your speed. Use your instincts. And he's and he de- uh, comes up with a big, big season. That would be tremendous. So I will say so that's my two. I'd say offense. I guess I'd, I'll say Tucker Craft and defense. If it's uh, if Savage, if they bring Savage back, I think he could be in line for kind of a big bounce back season here. Uh, and food for breakout comeback. I eat like the same things. I have no idea what's down in terms of like food trends. I don't keep up enough with food trends. I think to know that, uh, I mean, listen, I'll just say grilled cheese. We've talked about, I'll, I'll just ape a Rolf's thing here. We've talked about this before on this podcast. We were all big grilled cheese enthusiasts. I love grilled cheese. You can make it as simple or as complicated as you want. I think it's amazing. So I will just, I'm just going to go ahead and say, yes, grilled cheese, big breakout season. <laughs> riveting, riveting answer there. Thank you. Uh, for me, for my uh, breakout season, um, it's Bo Melton. I think we saw some, some really good stuff and the, the potential there. And I'd love to just kind of see that continue and um, really to see him become a key weapon in that offense. Um I mean, the hands and some of the the contested catches that he was able to make were unbelievable. Um, and if they can utilize that and he can kind of be the, hey, go down the field, Bo Melton down there somewhere guy, then there there could be, you know, a lot of big pickups, a lot of big touchdowns for him uh, next year. And a food to have a breakout or comeback season, um, I'm just going to go with my tip my on-brand answer and it's just soup i've already seen that people are saying soup season's almost over this is just your you know semi-annual reminder that soup season is all year it doesn't have to just be in the cold months so don't start bringing it back out it it can have a comeback whenever you want (laughs) bringing it back out. and you know what grilled cheese great with soup so just saying i gotta plug my brand here 
All right, next question is from Ama. He wants to know, how do we feel about the Hadley hire? Will he be as aggressive as it seems he will be? Also, how would the D-line rotation look? And then food question, the best fast food burger that we've ever had. Hey friends, everyone this time of year is trying to get their year started off on the right foot and I am certainly no different. Football season takes its toll on me, so now is the time for me to start eating healthier, getting more sleep, and getting the year started right. But eating healthy isn't always the easiest, and it's far too time-consuming to constantly run to the store or the butcher for healthy, fresh cuts of meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meats and seafood delivered directly to your door on your schedule. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts of meat, including my favorite, 100% grass-fed ribeyes. You guys have to see the marbling on these things. They are beyond delicious and they melt in your mouth. Add a little sea salt, a little black pepper, a little garlic powder. They are to die for. I know you're all busy and you're probably listening to this now running errands, mowing the lawn, or driving your kids to soccer practice. And that's exactly why the ease of Good Chop is going to be so perfect for you. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74, and they pride themselves on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. They're so confident in their quality of cuts that they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. So go to goodchop.com slash packaday120 and use code packaday120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code packaday120 at goodchop.com slash packaday120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash packaday120 with code packaday120. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So I think, I mean, I'm, I think Halfley, everything, if you listen to him, if you look at anything he's done, anything he's talked about, the places he's been, everything is about aggression. It's about, for wide receivers, it's about not getting free releases. It's about rallying to the ball, not not giving them a whole lot of place to, like basically forcing them into inside or outside and then playing it based on that. Everything is aggression. I, I mean, I really do think his main, if you ask him what he wants to do, he wants just press. 
He wants he wants to press, and everything comes off of that. And I don't think he did a ton of that at, at BC, especially his last couple of years, because he didn't have the dudes to do it. Uh, I think he's going to be. I think he's. Uh, there's nothing I've seen in anything I've watched of his that tells me he's he's going to be anything less than just super aggressive. So I think yeah, he's going to be aggressive. And uh, as we talked about at the top, I think the Campanile hire and uh, listening Campanile, I think that just further further extends that I, I don't i have not seen anything i think he's, he's going to be uh like a passive coach i can't imagine that happens um uh, and then yeah dl dl rotation i don't i think it looks the same i mean there's the whole um i'm kind of working up something now as far as the difference between like you know the four three and the three four because we're moving to a four three i think i've talked about in here before as well like it's not that different in terms of the guys they have. First of all, it's all sub. You're, you're looking. You're looking nickel, so it's more four two five than it is true three four for like eighty percent of your snaps. But then even then, the guys that they have, those edge rushers they have, they got specifically. They're not bendy edge rushers. They're big pocket crushing dudes. It's Preston Smith and Lucas Van Ness and, and Rashawn Gary. They're not bend around the edge guys. Those are traditional four three DNs. And so as far as like the DN stuff, I don't think that changes as far as the interior of the defensive line. I think it comes down to. Uh, whether you're playing base or whether you're playing in nickel, and, but it is going to be, you know, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, uh, TJ Slayton, um, Carl Brooks. Like, I, I think they they probably, you know, maybe rotate Brooks on a little bit more depending on pass rush stuff. But I don't think the DL rotation looks any different uh, than it did this past year, really. Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be roughly the same. Uh, best And the best fast food burger I ever had, I'll go, I'm not sure if it's fast food. I guess it probably is. It's, it's like it totes that line right like a five guys thing or something there was a place and they're not around too much i think i went to one in maine that's called elevation burger uh that's like a um it's a chain but i think it's like a like a north northeast type of chain tremendous burger it was like a like 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 a shake shack but like way better kind of like the meat was incredible they had great shakes there so i'll just go i'll go elevation burger because i feel like that's like right on that line in terms of fast food or not maybe all right um, and yeah, with, with Hadley, it was funny because I think I had the same reaction as a lot of people out there when this was announced, just genuine shock of, oh, that person just wasn't on anyone's radar nor in any of the reports. So I know nothing about this person and what they're doing. And the first thing I looked up and saw was he is aggressive. He likes to attack. And I said, sign me up. This is what I've been asking for this whole time. So I think, you know, like you said, Dusty, that's kind of his brand and he will continue that. I think that there's probably a reason why the Packers brought someone in that has this defensive philosophy because they were ready for this change. This is what everyone has wanted, it feels like, for years. Um, And the Packers certainly have the personnel to make this work. Uh, I mean, with guys like Gary and Kenny Clark. And I mean, they have some freaks on that team and, you know, Wyatt, there's so many, we could just keep going. Um, So I absolutely think that's going to continue. Uh, And then food question. I've mentioned it before on the show, but um, in Athens, Georgia, um, right outside of the UGA campus, there's a burger joint um, called clocked. Um, it is so good. Uh, my friend and I were just talking the other day and that we were so sad that our friend doesn't go to grad school there anymore, that they've graduated because now we have no excuse to go back and may never have that burger again. Um, but it was delicious. Just take it. So Elvis used to rent or he used to take his plane 
late at night to fly to different cities across the United States just to get food, just to get burgers. Just do that. Just take a trip specifically for that burger, Sarah. I believe. Dusty, what tax bracket do you think I'm in that I can just go <laughs> just take a flight to have a burger? No, no, no. I'm saying you drive. You can't. You can't be Elvis, but you can drive. You can road trip it. Get one night at a hotel or something. You know, just plan it a month in advance. Like, you can still do it. You can still do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that one, but it's the thought that counts. All right, next question is from Brian Hartstad. Two-part question as always. Uh, part one, now that we have our defensive coordinator, what do you think will be the next order of business? And then food questions, start, sit, cut, salad dressing edition, ranch, blue cheese, and French. Uh, I mean, next order of business, I mean, we, we've seen it already. He's filling out his staff. But I think after that, it comes down to, okay, you got your staff, you got your dudes. Now what do you need? As far as like, we, you, they're already looking at the draft. They've been looking at the draft for a while, looking at the free agents. What do we need to fill this out to where they, it's not going to be likely his vision day one, just because you can't really buy all the guys you need for that. But look at the roster. What do you need to make this work? Where are the places we're missing? And I think it's going to be, again, I think that's going to be safety. Whether that's, I, I still, I think I'm just holding out to, to hope here. But I mentioned Savage, like potentially Savage could be that guy. Maybe you get a guy in free agency or get a guy in the draft that could do that. Uh, but I do think you're going to need at least one more safety, maybe two safeties there, depending on how you feel about Savage. Uh, I think you need another linebacker. So I think the, I think then you, you I think you start making the wish list. Where how do we get these guys? What type of guy are we going after? So you start building that roster again. I think the D line's fine, but I think as far as you know, you're looking to see where you need to do that to get the defense functioning. I think it's probably the next order of business. Uh, and starts to cut. Honestly, this was pretty easy. Um, I am very very basic. Uh, so I'm going to start ranch. I'm going to sit blue cheese. I'm going to cut French. I have never never liked French. I guess French French on like a, a Reuben sandwich get down with, right? I think we'd normally do Russian dressing anymore. That's the only time I've ever liked French dressing. I can't do French dressing on, on a, like anything else. Interesting. Um, I'll just, since we're already talking about it, yeah, ranch is undisputed goat um, in, in the salad dressing debate, and I don't care you know, if Steve were here, he'd probably say, oh, that's what, because there's only one option on the kids menu, and that's what it is. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm ordering so you dip your chicken nuggets in. Yeah, I'm ordering ranch 95% of the time if I'm having a salad. Um, and then I'll um, sit French and cut blue cheese. I hate blue cheese dressing. I don't know what it is. I don't mind blue cheese crumbles like on a salad or in a wrap, but the dressing itself, I don't know. There's something I can't do it, doesn't do it for me. So I just have to cut it because I, I just can't stand it. Um, and as far as next order of business, now that the Packers have their DC, I think it's just, they're in the evaluation period now. They, they've evaluated the coaches. They've you know made the changes that they need to make. And now with these new coaches on board, it's time to look at the roster and guys who, hey, you know maybe they're, they're at the end of their, their deal or, oh, they're going to be a free agent this season or, or whatever it is or you know, they're not on a cap friendly deal. Now is the time to evaluate and determine, are we, you know, just going to let some people go? Are we going to look to try to get somebody in free agency? What are, what are the gaps here? I, I think now between now and, you know, the next few weeks before the free agency period starts, this, that's what they're doing. They're really just evaluating the entire team, you know, do we want to bring certain people back? Do we not? If we want to bring them back, what's their price? Is it too much? You know, what, what are we willing to do? 
Um, and, and that takes time when you got a lot of people on the roster. Um, obviously with Jordan Love, they're probably trying to figure out his contract too and what that looks like. So th- there are just a lot of moving pieces. I'm sure that um, Ken Ingles will, will have a busy few weeks um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. between now and then. All right, next question is from Humbug. And let me just say, Dusty and I enjoyed the hell out of this question. We laughed so hard <laughs> reading this. Uh, so shout out to you. Um, it's a two-part question. Um, in 2025, the Packers are in the Super Bowl. Who is coming to your Super Bowl party and what are you serving? And then over under 150 yards rushing and two touchdowns for Aaron Jones versus Joe Barry, run game coordinator. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, all right, Packers Super Bowl. Come, my Super Bowl party has looked the exact same as it has for like the past 25 years. We go to a family member's house. My entire family, I have a big family. We all live pretty close together. Uh, we all go to a, one of our siblings' house. Uh, my mom brings stuff to make your own pizza. We all get little personal Ooh, pan pizzas that. with a ton of toppings. And we make those and we stick them in the oven and we eat personal pan pizzas. We have my, we've been going to my younger brother's house. And he's got two or three TVs set up, different rooms, depending on how seriously you want to watch the game uh so we do that we eat pizza we do my friend brings a bunch of bourbon we try out bourbon uh we just have a grand old time of it so i will likely be doing that uh maybe inviting a few more people you know sarah and steve of course are welcome uh so you know that's that's what i will be doing it's the same thing i always do uh because it's just a delightful time uh and over under yeah Smash the over on that 150 yards rushing and two touchdowns for Aaron Jones versus Joe Barry. Yeah, 250. I'll throw him to 250 and three. I'm putting the it. house on it. I'm putting yeah, everything seriously. I have, all of my assets, <laughs> all everything is going on that. I mean, that free money. That is free money, free money. right there. Um, and then, as far as who's coming to my Super Bowl party and what are what are you serving? Um, it's funny because I was actually thinking about this the other day and um, unfortunately I'm not going to be at my apartment um, for the Super Bowl this year. Um, but next year, uh, my boyfriend and I were just kind of saying, oh, we could probably host a party with a few of our friends. We don't have a huge friend group, invite everyone over. We did something similar for Halloween, just had a small group. Everybody came dressed up and everybody brought a dish and it was a lot of fun, delicious. So, And it, it was our fantasy group. So you know, kind of fun cap to the season, say, all right, uh, Super Bowl, let's all get together. You know, somebody for Halloween had brought a seven layer dip that was absolutely exquisite. Uh, you know, we, of course we had the pub sub ring. Uh, so just a lot of tailgate foods. Um, and I think it would be a great time. So, um, that's not even an out of the box guess. I think that a year from now I could be saying that that's a thing that's happening and that I'm looking forward to hosting my first Super Bowl party. All right, next question is from Simon. They want to know, so I've tried to mix Packers and food together here. You have a blank pizza base. Which toppings are you throwing on there to represent the 2023 Packers? Also, you have to be willing to eat that pizza. This is a question that I just wish Steve was here because I know that somehow or some way he'd get triggered by something that either I said or Dusty said and he would go full old man yelling at cloud mode. I, I just pepperoni. You're going to choose pepperoni. What? I just, I could just hear him getting upset about this. So I'm really sad that he's not here at this very moment. He is furious and he doesn't know why 
Yeah. He has no idea. Just in the back of his brain, something tickled. He's like, I'm mad about something pizza related. Yeah. Or he just like I'm got up it. to go put something away and stubbed his toe. Like it, that was like the universe <laughs> making him get really angry and upset because this we would be, you know, we've been recording almost 30 minutes. We would be at 50 minutes by the time Steve finished. I just, I'd go get a drink, yeah. put myself on mute, let him, let him roll a little yeah. bit. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to go I go cheese and some ham. We'll start with some cheese and some ham because uh, this is a team. They're young. They seem like they joke around. A little, a little cheesy, like to ham it up. So they're having a good old time. I'm representing that with cheese and ham on my pizza. I'm going to throw jalapenos on there because they also seem, especially with the play calling, a little spicy. Got a little, got a little spice to them. Got a little zip of excitement in there, so I'm going to do that. Uh, I honestly don't know what else I was trying to think of anything else. I was trying to be creative with this. I don't know because I was trying to think of other things and other little creative things. I was thinking like, well, I don't want to eat that pizza now. So my pizza is simply cheese, ham, and jalapenos, which I would eat. I was going to say, would you eat that pizza? There you go. I would absolutely eat it. And that's the thing. I, I kept some other stuff off because I felt like, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't eat it. I like to keep some things a little simple. Give me a, give me a couple toppings, but I feel like that'd be pretty good. So I will go ahead and take that. So. Yeah, I feel like I you got to go basic cheese as your bottom layer because yeah. it's a clean slate. The Packers were starting new with Jordan Love. This was officially the Jordan Love era. So clean slate, starting at the foundation, building up from there. Um, as far as what people expected, they expected the Packers to rely on the run game a lot. Aaron Jones, quick, shifty, and he's sizzling out there. So I'm going with bacon. Aaron Jones, bacon, run game, sizzling, looking good. Um, then I'm going to add a fun little little twist here. As you mentioned, Dusty, this team was young. They were fiery at times. They were kind of up and down. So we're going to add a little drizzle of buffalo sauce on top of this pizza. Uh, not a lot because there's still a work in progress, but th there's potential there. They're a little spicy. Um, and then I'm also going to add onions. And this was for Joe Barry because sometimes <laughs> the Packers made me cry this season. When I was watching this defense, it was so bad that I started crying. My eyes got a little watery. So onions, love onions, but they do make your eyes water. So we've got bacon, onion, buffalo sauce. And the last thing I'm going to put on there is just a classic chicken. I feel like, but instead of uh, grilled chicken, it's fried chicken. And I feel like this is a classic Wisconsin food. Everything fried, unhealthy. This is, every time I go to Wisconsin, I leave and my stomach is in shambles. Because not to talk about my tummy again, sorry everyone. Um, <laughs> but the amount of fried food that I eat there and at Lambeau and around Green Bay is insane. So mm -hmm. that's just you know, for the, the culture of Green Bay. So that means the pizza would be, you know, basic cheese, bacon, uh, fried chicken, onion, and a little drizzle of buffalo sauce. And I'd absolutely eat that pizza. Quite frankly, it sounds pretty good. It does. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, next question is from Josh. They want to know, Jordan Love had a great season, but the exciting thing is, is that he is far from a finished product. What areas do you think he could work on that would have the biggest impact, excluding the end of game YOLOs? And then favorite film watching snack? I will say, I mean, the things he he needs to work on, his footwork was much better this year than it had been in previous years than it was in college. But I think as far as like consistency there, I think he can get better. He too often would tend to kind of float back a little when he didn't need to. Now, sometimes he would need to, and that's fine. Uh, being able to flaw, throw off platform is big for him, but I don't want to see him rely on that too much if he doesn't have to. So I will say, you know, some of the footwork, and he got better. I talked about this before, but he's gotten better at knowing when to kind of bail on a play, whether that's break the pocket, run, throw the ball away. But there's still some times, including, you know, that last throw, that game-ending interception to the 49ers, that was a – Use your legs or throw the ball out of bounds. It's first down, plays dead. You don't have to be the hero every single play. So I still think maybe there's some lessons that need to be learned there. But, I mean, for the most part, I think all the, a lot of the questions I had with him early in the season, he kind of cleared up. But I think it's it's footwork and knowing when to bail on a play uh, are kind of the two big areas. Favorite film watching stack? Um, if, if you're talking about football watching film, uh, for me, it's it's got to be something where because I'm at my computer, I, my hands can't be messy, can't be anything greasy, nothing that leaves you know residue on my fingers because using my keyboard, using my mouse. So I usually pretzels. Pretzels is a really good solid snack at my desk. And if we're talking uh, movies, uh, listen, dude, give me uh, give me popcorn, give me popcorn, and if I'm at the movie theater, maybe some Swedish fish or something. But uh, that's that's about as far as I'll go usually. You know, I'm always pro pretzel for any answer. Yeah, um, absolutely. And Jordan Love, I think, you know, apart from the things that, that you mentioned with the footwork, Dusty, I, I think there's just also consistency, like you mentioned, but in all decisions. Um, and that's seeing that in really tight moments as well. You know, there were th- – the downfall at the end of the 49ers game was he was just kind of erratic about his decisions led to the interception. And I think just building the confidence where he knows what he's going to do and doesn't have to feel like he's playing hero ball as much and just going out there, understanding, you know, where the guy should be and what's going to happen is really just the biggest area. And I think that's probably an area of improvement for every young quarterback in the league, regardless of how well, or, you know, not well that they played in their first year as the starter or in their rookie year. Um, and then favorite film watching snack. Um, it's a mix. I love if you get some popcorn, put some peanut M&Ms in there, crush up some pretzels. Um, every now and then you can get really fancy. And if you could put marshmallows, like the mini marshmallows in it, absolutely delicious. Couldn't recommend it enough. Um, but if you're feeling lazy and you don't want to put all that together, which is the case for me many times. Um, 
The cheddar rolled gold pretzels are also a great movie snack. It's a little messier, but absolutely delicious. All right, next question is from John. Uh, Two-part question, and oof, the second part is a little problematic for Dusty and me. Um, <laughs> so first part of the question, who among Ford, Savage, Owens, or no one is most likely to return next year? And then what is your preferred oyster treatment? Uh, I mentioned Savage a few times, so I will say I think Savage is probably most likely just because I do think just based on his skill set, I don't think uh, first of all, the the market for safeties, they usually do not make a ton of money on the open market. And I don't think what Savage has shown, especially over the past few years, has been anything where people are going to break the bank for him. I could see them seeing in terms of like his uh, his skill set, what he had shown at times, especially when he was under Petten as kind of a, maybe this is like a one-year reclamation project, bring him back in a one-year deal. Again, on paper, like his skill set is one that would be perfect in this system. So I think Savage would be in there. I, w- I want Owens back just because I want Simone Biles uh, rooting for the team because I think that's awesome. But I think of those guys, I think Savage makes the most sense from like a skill standpoint and, and where the where, where Halfley is likely going to take this scheme. So I will go Savage. Preferred oyster treatment. Yeah, I don't, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't, oysters are expensive. I don't, I don't eat oysters. I live in a landlocked state and they ship them in, but that makes them more expensive. I think I've had oysters one time in the past 10 years and that was at a work event and I was pressured into it by the new C- CFO. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't even know what an oyster treatment is. Is there different ways to dress them up? I guess I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I, like you said, I've only had oysters when it's the only option. And I think that was a one time and I wasn't a huge fan. Um, so what's my preferred oyster treatment? Sadly, none. I'm just not an an oyster gal, but, um, have a lot of love and respect for the people that are. Um, and then I agree with you, Dusty Savage was, was my answer here as well. I just think that there's the most potential here. And I also think he's a guy that when he's healthy is, has kind of been in that number one slot in the position and has always been expected to perform. And this year, saw some things that I really liked. And um, if he can stay healthy and, you know, not want millions and millions and millions of dollars, then I think the Packers could probably make it work out with him. All right. Our last question is from Ed Stack. And this is a fun one to end on a Super Bowl 58 prop bet question. He says that he bet total sacks plus total picks will exceed the total number of touchdown passes. All right. Then he says MVS will have more receiving yards than Christian McCaffrey's rushing yards and that Taylor Swift will win more than 1989 in the Bellagio Casino. What? And then he asked, what will be the most unhealthy and healthy foods that you will eat during this game? So, Dusty, we'll just go through the list. Do you agree total sacks plus total picks will exceed total touchdown passes in this game? You know what? I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Mahomes doesn't really get sacked. But I also think it might be a little more run game oriented than before. So I think touchdown passes may be a little bit down. I do think Purdy has Purdy's on the hook for at least one or two picks. And I do think he gets sacked a couple times. So I'll say yes, just because I think touchdown passes will be down a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you here. I think that CMC is probably going to get in the end zone a couple of times. Yeah. And that uh, same with Pacheco. And, um, you know, I think each quarterback is good for at least one touchdown. And then we'll see what happens from there. Um, and then will MVS have more receiving yards than Christian McCaffrey's rushing yards? 
No, uh, no shot at MVS. He seems to have one good game every playoffs, and so he's he's like he's well. I don't. I guess he didn't use his up right. Like he had that he had that nice play, so he might be in line for a, for a decent game. But I think one of the ways you can really get at this Kansas City defense, which is why it's so baffling that the Ravens ran like eight times, is on the ground. Like they are a good defense. They're good against the run in the pass, but they're better against the pass. So I could see the Niners knowing Shanahan, knowing CMC, I could see them getting after on the ground. And CMC is good for at least one explosive per game. So I think, uh, yeah, I think MVS probably fewer yards than than uh, CMC rushing yards. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there as well. I think that MBS would have to have a lot of catches in order to have more yards than CMC. And I'd really just see MBS maybe having one or two big catches for big gains. And, you know, even if let's say both of them are 60 yard catches, that's 120. And I just don't know that that will happen. And also Christian McCaffrey, I think is definitely breaking a hundred. So just feels like that's the safer bet. And then will Taylor Swift win more than 1989 in the Bellagio Casino? I'm going to say no, because I don't think Taylor Swift is going to go to the Bellagio Casino. Um, but if she does, uh, good for her. Um, but she has Just the bet money. Bet it all on red, right? Yeah. Bet it all on red, sir. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's the for the Chiefs, right? Um, but, right. I mean, she has the money to gamble if, if she pleases. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then what will be the most healthy and unhealthy foods that you will eat during the game, Dusty? Like I said, it's it's pizza. So we do we make our own pizza and there's just an ungodly amount of chips and stuff and then also bourbon. So I'm going to guess probably the, the bucketfuls of chips I will be eating is probably the unhealthiest thing I'll be eating. Yes, and I will be traveling. So not sure if I'm going to catch some of the game, all of the game, whatever. So I don't really know. My food situation is TBD this year. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but um, I'm just interested to see how it plays out. This is a, you know, I know it's like you said, same matchup as a few years ago, um, but should still be a fun Super Bowl, should still be a fun game. And I mean, come on, it's a Super Bowl. You can't be upset about it. Correct. All right, Dusty, before we go, any final thoughts for the people this week? I don't really have much. There's nothing really. I'm, I'm working on something for Halfley, but that's that's going to be um, – this is the first year I'm actually writing for the Cheesehead TV draft guide. So I'll be writing up something on Halfley there. So I'm starting to dig in there a little more, trying to figure out what words to use to do that. But I don't really have anything imminent in terms of my writing, kind of taking my little break, taking stock of the season. I'm getting to a point where I'm going to start re-watching games and finding a couple plays to write about. So we'll – get there when we get there but for now i'm taking a little break from writing uh so yeah i guess just everyone as as always man thanks everyone for listening and all the questions uh it means the world to us really appreciate it and enjoy the game i hope it's a good one enjoy the super bowl man yeah that that's pretty much my final thought too um (laughs) and just a housekeeping note so i will be out the next two weeks traveling so look forward to rejoining dusty and hopefully steve uh, when I return, but um, thanks everybody. You know, this has been a fun season. Um, uh, when I get back, the season, I mean, really right now, this is our last episode of the season, if you want to put That's it insane. that way. Um, and it's crazy. Then we, we have March and then we'll take off for the draft like we do every year. And then we're back in the summer where one of you listening will join us as always for our annual listener episode. And before you know it, we'll be in camp and, and ready to do this thing all over again. So just we're really grateful that everyone has continued to tune in and just not even just on our day, but every day and listen to the show. I mean, then the numbers that Andy's been sharing and just the fact that we've had so many episodes is astounding to me. So 
shout out to you all. This really wouldn't be possible without you. And we're really mean it when we say that we're grateful that we get to do this and, and feel lucky that um, you're kind enough to listen. So um, if you want to keep listening or um, if you don't already follow us, you can follow us at Packaday Podcast, at Dusty Eadley, at Sarah Kelleher 4, and at Steve Perhatch. Dusty will see you next week. I will see you in two weeks. And as always, go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.